I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hello, welcome to Film Fundango, the film podcast. I'm David Reed. This is Marek Larwood. That was, mine is Mary Lowe, yes. That was really bad intro. Did you not like it? Why? It was just sort of, do you know what? I'm, just, I'm not even listening to what I'm saying, so why should other people Why should other people listen to it? All right, you do it. Hello, welcome to Film Fan Dank. Oh, shit, wait, hang on. <laughs> <laughs> You're right, I'll do it like that. Well, I'm going to do it now. Listen, ready, go. Hello, welcome to Film Fandango, the film podcast where we discuss some films we've seen at the cinema in a roundabout ma- manner. I am Marek Larwood. This other person who's going to speak now is David Reed. Hello, listeners. Uh, thank you for tuning in again. Tuning in, you don't tune in. That's, uh, that's thank not you what happens. For downloading. For thank downloading you for, us. to your computers for automatically downloading this. And you have probably had no choice in the matter. And now you realise you've got it. You think, do you know what? I'm better unsubscribed to that. <laughs> yeah, thanks for uh, spring cleaning your podcast subscriptions. Going, what's this? I don't remember agreeing to download this every week. This must be killing my battery life. Um, we're going to talk about films again this week. Um, Do you want to go first? As a change. Um, Should we flip a coin? Yeah, all right. Oh, this is exciting podcast listening. I mean, I wonder who um, listeners are cheering on. on what do you want, heads or tails? Um, I'll take uh, heads, please. Heads it is. Okay, I'll go second. Okay. Mark, uh, what film did you go and see? I'm fr- fresh back from the cinema. Um, first of all, I went to the 11.50 showing at the Leicester Square View West End Cinema. Ah, the most expensive cinemas in London. £15. Bloody hell. Is it 3D? No. Oh, even my mate, it, God. And there was me and one other guy in there, and he wasn't even sitting close to me. I sat right at the back. I said, what seat do you want? And I said, well, there's one other seat taken in, in, in literally a 400-seater thing. I went, why can't I sit where I like? Because well, I know you have to... <laughs> no, you have to pick a seat. Okay, I'll sit there. Well, at least you're getting a personable service for your £15. Well, I was sitting in the top, uh, the back row, the top, sort of not in the middle section. Were you sat next sections. to each other, these? No, in the left, uh, right at the... Um, uh, so I could put my legs out, in the left-hand corner. He was sitting in the middle, maybe three rows ahead in the middle. Yeah. So about... 30 or 40 yards away yeah. and I came in and I started eating my popcorn I was not even making a noise and he looked at me and he moved to the other end of the cinema wow which immediately made me think he was touching himself yeah at the, but at what 
Channing Tatum and Jonah Hill. It must be Channing Tatum. Oh, I haven't said what I see. I went to see 22 Jump Street. The sequel to 21 Jump Street. Yes. The remake of the TV show that launched the career of Johnny Depp. Well, 21 Jump Street was came out, I think it was 2012 or something. I can't remember. And it was one of my favourite films of that year. It was hilariously funny. Really get great chemistry between Channing Tatum and Jonah Hill. Both really funny. Uh, felt stupid, but the right line of stupid. It was one of those things of getting the balance right, wasn't it? Because it it could it could have broken its own world, and suddenly you don't care about these characters or the story. You just care about Channing Tatum and Jonah Hill doing stupid jokes, and that won't sustain for ninety minutes. But it got the balance perfect. I well, thought. you just reviewed Twenty Two Jump Street. Oh, have I? Oh. It was a terrible, terrible sequel. Oh. Uh, my expectations were really high, but in the first, just I think it's all about laugh out loud moments and great moments. In the first, I'm quite difficult to make laugh out loud anyway because I'm a miserable prick. <laughs> um, but the first um, film, Twenty One Jump Street, made me laugh out loud on numerous occasions. The writing was really clever and snappy. This was really lazy, and I, I thought it was. Unbelievably poor. So what it was, it, they, they just copied the same film in setting college. Yeah. Almost entirely copied the structure, and they did. They kept on referencing. Um, I mean, these aren't really spoilers. They kept on referencing that it was a second film and it was going to be worse. But they referenced that it was a second film so many times that, that they were doing stuff they'd done before and doing exactly the same, almost like that. Yeah. Not even making a joke of it. We're just going to do the same stuff again. Yeah. And you think, well, you can say that once. You can't say that five or six times. And they did a bit where the college, uh, college, and just to establish they're older, someone had to say, oh, you look a bit old to be a college student. But they did this joke, uh, maybe, or said that you look old, possibly about 50 or 60 times, but in a rubbish way, like, hey, shouldn't you be, hey, hey you stink of gravy. Hey, what's this melon? Not a lot, I'm just making stuff up. Yeah. Hey, what are those wrinkles? Hey, I bet you need a stairlift. Hey, where's your cane? Hey, what's it like? Scammy smelling of vinegar. That sort of thing. That equivalent. And I'm that annoyed standard. already. <laughs> and there was loads of this felt like improvisation. There's one sort of style of acting I hate, which is like the office acting, where it's just people talking like they're funny, just saying, just improvising, but it's a bit rubbish. Yeah. And it, like a lot of it was just them improvising, saying, "Hey guys, just do that bit where you you just talk to each other and keep it fresh and really unscripted, and it'll be funny." It was really loose, and it was in the film. The vid- the problem was is that they in the first film you believe there was it was funny and stupid, but you believed in that premise of them going to school. They made it yeah. somehow believable, and, the, and they, they stuck to the story was a structure. Here, you never believed it for a second. It was exactly the same as the f- first. Um, uh, even to them having they're selling they're even the first uh, 21 Jump Street there's people selling drugs in uh, in the school this one they're selling drugs in the college there's pretty much no difference yeah. and then they have their relationship goes a bit weird uh, and they just reference it's about as articulate as my uh, review of it I was I was dreadfully disappointed David because oh, you were looking forward to it in fact, I remember the last thing we said in the last episode was I asked you to name a good comedy sequel and you said 22 Jump Streets. Um, I was I wanted it to be good as two. I mean, it's, it was a really good film, the first one. 
This has got. I'm amazed. There aren't any though. Are there any good comedy sequels? I was looking on IMDb. I think it's the Naked Gun one. So oh yes, Naked Gun two, uh, two and a half is excellent. Thirty three and a third's fine. It's it's not quite as good. But no, you're right. You're absolutely right. And Hot Shots Part Two. I love Hot Shots Part Two. Uh, Airplane Two ones. is not strong. Um, it's set in a space shuttle. <laughs> That's is, the equivalent of going to college after your uh, high school film. This has got uh, a really high rating. It's rated higher on IMDb than the previous one. I cannot understand why. Well, people people have started rating films before they come out on IMDb just based on how much it should get because the people in it are great. Like There are plenty of films that haven't even been released yet. You'll see have eights and nines on IMDb. I was reading a review on IMDb by some bloke called Brad RV. This is what he's written. The sequel to 21 Jump Street is by far the funniest film I've seen this year. It's probably due to it being the weirdest film I've seen this year. Also, you couldn't predict what was coming next. <laughs> this man should be shot. He's not the... It's by far one of the least funny films I've seen this year. And it's probably being one of the most predictable films I've seen this year. You can tell what's going to happen next because it's exactly what happened in the, in the first one, but worse. It's like just... It's just so say I've just painted a beautiful um, masterpiece. Yeah. Someone's cut all my fingers off, and rather than a set of paints, they've given me a, a set of beryl pens that have run out, and I've got to recreate that painting. That is that's oh. my allegory for. Um, have the, they have they hangover twoed it? Then is that what's happened? I didn't even watch Hangover Two. No, I did to die. But I've I've heard it, it sort of. Uh, people did not love it in the same way, did they? I think you've got to earn the right to be funny in that film. They almost, it was as if they had thought, oh, we were funny in the first film, so whatever we do is automatically funny in this film. Mm. Uh, And the writing was really sharp, and the bits were, and the slapstick was better in the first film. This was just not very good. Is it a different director? No, I think it's the same bloke, Phil Lord. Phil Lord and Christopher Miller. And the first one, I can't remember the the director is, I'm going to find it though. I find it if it's the last thing I do. You get the same people. How odd. Uh, Michael Bacall wrote the first one. Well, it's so, but I don't know. I don't know what it is about the method, about the process of writing a comedy film. But Anchorman Two is a. I know you don't like the first one very much, but I do. But this, the second one is a pale imitation. It's again, it's the same, trying to do the same thing, but just having no. It's almost like the innovation disappears when you do a sequel. And that shouldn't be the case. Just because the characters are the same uh, characters we know and love doesn't mean that you can't innovate with the world they inhabit. The best thing about this is the credits, which almost which almost mocks the fact that this film is a bit of a cash-in that isn't as tightly scripted. Right. And I think it's so self-referential, it, go, it crosses the line, and nothing interesting happened, and I d- didn't like it. And I give it four Marricks. And I'm really interested to hear what our viewers um, think. Is it just me being an old man and my sense of humour changed? Or am I right? Actually, I know I'm right. I want <laughs> I want people to write in with their opinions. Well, if you want to write in and tell Marek he's right, then you can do so. Dearfilmfandango at gmail.com is our email address. Or you can write on our Facebook wall, facebook.com forward slash filmfandango, or tweet us at Mr. David Reed, at Marek Larwood, or at filmfandango.
And if you want to donate to the podcast and help me get some of the £16 back I paid for the film, I always help to... Rounding up. Yeah, an extra 5p. I mean, the 5p <laughs> I can have, that can go towards my travel card. Um, but it really helps us uh, to pay for the cost of putting this online and all that nonsense. Uh, if you like it, just give us 20p or something. All right. Um, to do that, go to filmfandango.co.uk and follow the link from there. Hey, we've got a letter. Hello, letter. Hello, David. <laughs> oh, it's a polite one. A um, bit saucy as well. Do you uh, want to read it? Uh, sure. What accent are we doing? He's got Midlander living on the south coast. Oh, I can't do Midlands. Should I read it then? Yeah. Okay, so this is from Rob Scott. <laughs> David American Potter, having just spent the last week off work, brackets poorly old me, I found plenty of time to relive all the old films I used to love before marriage and kids took over. Some of them I'd forgotten entirely. And as it was such a gloriously wonderful reminder of how fantastically bizarre and brilliant Stephen Chow's Kung Fu Musical Looney Tunes video game ma- that's quite a lot to read in <laughs> game mashup of Kung Fu Hustle was. It was so good. I watched it three times and was contemplating phoning in sick to watch it again afterwards. Have you guys seen it? Do you feel any love for it in his previous film, Shaolin Soccer? Anyways, now I'm feeling better. I've handed over the Blu-ray controls to the younger generation. I want to spend my time trying to convince them they should watch the insanely insane Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs instead of Hop or Bloody Barbie. <laughs> Cheers, loving podcast, Rob. Millions are living on the South Coast. Oh. Have you seen Kung Fu? I've seen Kung Fu Hustle and Shaolin Soccer. I've not yeah. seen either of them. Tell me about they what they're about. They are so much fun. What are they about? They are, if you imagine, a live-action uh, manga film. It was a while ago I watched it, but it's they're sort of bonkers. Shaolin Soccer is sort of superhero football <laughs> with, you know, sort of manga-style uh, ability with the ball and stuff. Like, there is, there is like, uh, stuff happening, like a guy shooting the ball so hard into the goal that it uh, rips the goalie's clothes off as it goes past him. It's, it's just crazy. It's brilliant. He did one called God of Cookery as well, which was him being a sort of... Uh, cartoony kung fu uh, cookery uh, guy this is Stephen Chow yeah he directs them and stars in them and um, so Kung Fu Hustle was, was not the same as what happened in that then Kung Fu Hustle um, is more of a sort of uh, uh, there are gangsters uh, moving in on a small sort of deprived area oh, of a town and no. they have to defend it from uh, these guys it's really good fun I have seen Cloud of the Chance of Meatballs I haven't seen it to the end. I, I it was on telly and I had to go out. Um, I thought it was alright. I can't remember what happened. It's quite charming, really. It was around that time when uh, uh, Pixar were getting a bit dull, and then suddenly a load of actually quite fun and interesting cartoons came out from other studios. Sort of around sort of Despicable Me time, and um, Have you still Despicable got... Me time is not. <laughs> it's not I... what it sounds like. <laughs> Hang on a minute. Have you ever had Despicable Me time? 
No, when do you have yours to record me time? Well, it's flexible, depends when I can uh, just, you know. When everyone's get at the away. house, when the dog's asleep. Yeah. Oh, so he's asleep now. Oh, no. Oh, no. Um, um, I'm very good, David. Um, <laughs> are you, have you still got Netflix? Yes. I've unsubscribed. Why? Because it's just, I've seen everything. It, they don't update it that quickly. I've been watching TV shows on it, so it's very useful for that. But um, because you you know it takes ages to get through those. There's no one in the cinema at the moment. I think it's two reasons. TV shows like Game of Thrones are on, and things like Fargo, which are great TV series. Yeah, and the World Cup. Especially, kills, do you watch? Cinema. Do you watch Game of Thrones? Yes, because. Um, the second to last episode of this series... I've not seen that one yet. I'm just um, I won't spoiler it, don't worry. But they've really upped their game in terms of cinematic um, uh, sort of appeal, what you can do with a TV episode, you know? It was the most expensive one they've done. Oh, because I thought the third, I thought this fourth series has been quite um, boring until at the end. Anyway, we're not here to talk about... Right these things but, the but problem- no you're right I mean the cinemas are sort of closed uh, not closed but you know I don't know what they're going to have to do in order to sort of keep well, people well charge going. £16 well no but that just kills it anyway that's, that's what it's I think. always cinema's always been sort of the theatre of the common man like something that for everyone rather than you know elitist and, and- matinee Leicester Square there's two people in a 400 seat cinema yeah last two the last two films I've seen at the cinema has been uh, the average has been 1.5 attendance <laughs> I mean it's crazy especially when you know you can you know you can go and see some West End shows or whatever for a tenner and then you're spending £15 to see a film I mean it's bonkers I don't like West End things um, a couple of people tweeted in um, well I, I tweeted about the uh, cinema prices uh, Mac, at Mac Interesting tweets in uh, cinema near my parents has roof falling in stinks of vomit unchanged since the 80s but four pounds a ticket and free sweets. Blimey! I think that's in Scotland somewhere. Sounds like. I'm not just saying it because I think he's Scottish. That guy. Okay. Um, but it probably is. Um, four pounds a ticket. That's about right, isn't it? Well, if, I think matinee should be cheap. I think yeah. you can't. But sixteen pounds. It's not even a sofa seat or three D. I don't know who's making the money. I just and it defeats the object of it. I don't know. Uh, but hey, you've been to the cinema as well, haven't you? Yeah, I've seen um, a horror film uh, that came out. This one's called Oculus. It's Is it about an optician's? That's right, yeah. No, no, it's not. Um, it's got something to do with that the one's eye. That one's done, uh, uh, it, sort of, yes. It's about a mirror. What does Oculus mean? It's an old word for a mirror, I think. An Oculus, as in a seeing device. I'm going to look it up. Oh, it's like a... Okay. It's not like an, uh, glasses that octopus wear. No, it's as in ocular, like uh, to do with vision. What's your exact definition of it, please? Uh, an oculus, I yeah. think it's a word for a seeing glass, as in a reflective glass. The problem is, I've just put it into the internet and, and it's only... And it's just the um, film, isn't it? Yeah. Put Define colon space oculus. Meaning. Put meaning. Okay. A round or eye-like opening or design. Mm. So a... Uh, a circular window. <laughs> the next thing is the central boss of a volute. Of course, the central boss of a volute, yes. Um, what is a volute? A volute. <laughs> it's, 
I have no idea. Are there, is it top of the people at the top of domes have got Oculuses? I knew. Ah, so it. yeah, it's an aperture, isn't it? Yeah, so just a hole at the bottom of a dome to let light in. Yeah, so not like in a stadium, but so imagine a stadium and almost a stadium's almost like a, a huge Oculus, isn't it? Yeah, a bit massive Oculus. Massive Oculus. Well, how was the your, Oculus dome? Well, this I'll tell Oculus? you what this my Oculuses were just fine. Um, going to see this. Um, it's it's a small scale horror film about. An evil mirror, and uh, it stars Karen Gillan from Doctor Who and soon to be Guardians of the Galaxy. Um, and uh, some pretty boy, and uh, it wasn't me, was it? It wasn't you, no, it wasn't. Okay. I don't think so, anyway. And then it also has your favorite actress I've mentioned before, Katie Sackhoff. Um, which one? Oh, from uh, Battlestar Galactica, because of the name, and, I liked, yeah, I? and Riddick. Um, and she plays her mum. But it basically tells a story uh, in two separate uh, uh, times. One when they were kids and this thing that happened with this mirror and the second one now they're sort of uh, in their 20s, late 20s uh, or early 20s, I don't know. And Just say mid. Mid-20s, good, good. Um, and they are trying to come to terms with what happened when they were kids with this mirror and trying to prove that the mirror did it oh an evil mirror mm. like snow white yeah it's quite shining e in terms of they don't define the rules of what the mirror is and what it is trying to do and all of that it's just creepy is it american they've got american yeah, accents yeah they, um, yes yes they do um hey hey look at the creepy mirror that's the, yeah. Hey, what's the creepy face in the mirror? Oh, it's, it's just me. It's me. <laughs> oh, no, but it winked at me. Oh, it's having some despicable me time. Is it an 18 or a 15? Oh, I don't know, because I'm older than 18 now, so and I can just wander into this. What do you think the... it was? I think it was probably a 15, because um, it's actually fairly gore-free, weirdly, um, but it is, it's more interesting than your standard sort of paranormal activity or final destination or any of these things because in the remembering of their childhood stuff they also start to picture themselves as young again and hallucinate things that they're kids again so that all sort of blends over each other in really quite a good way uh, i don't understand well it's hard to explain really but um as in you know you will be uh, doing, looking at your laptop like you are now. I'm trying to look. I'm trying to cut the age of, it, of what Oculus is, so I can tell the. Because you're saying, oh, what? No, the age of the age rating of Oculus. Oh, I see. But that's American, isn't it? Yeah. PG thirteen. Rated R. Carry on talking. I need to find Okay. Out. Well, basically, um, it turned out. It turns out that. Uh, something their parents went mad when they were kids and something happened and it was all rather creepy and horrible but the oculus can make you hallucinate things and see things that aren't really there and so you end up doing the bad things it doesn't actually hurt anyone itself it just shows you stuff and makes you think you've seen stuff and it's it's creepy it gets under your skin there's a slightly annoying sort of um 
con- almost constant bass rumble under the whole thing to make it um, sound creepy. Are you sure that that was a girl screaming in the background? People, walking around I didn't hear anything. Oh no, it's something I've done in the past. <laughs> Are you sure it wasn't an underground train going under the cinema? Uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure. Rumble, rumble, rumble. It's you know, it's it's actually must be a really cheap film. Because there aren't, it's it's mostly just directorial flair. It's not even um, DOP flair. Like it, it's not particularly beautiful. It's just sort of shot like like a film. Um, but it's it's got something interesting. It's not brilliant. It's not bad either. You know, it's it it weirdly doesn't really jump its own shark. You know how horror films tend to go all out in the final act and yeah, it goes crazy. Yeah. It it sort of just carries carries on, and it's there's plenty of unanswered questions at the end. And Did you stay all... to the end? Uh, yes. Um, what's Karen Gillan like? Is she good? She's all right. I mean, I wasn't I wasn't expecting her career to have taken off after Doctor Who. Particularly, I thought she was likable, but um, uh, you know, sort of good at what she was doing. But no, she seems to be everywhere now in the states. One thing I've learned: the mistake I've made. You need to be middle of the road. You should have accepted that Doctor Who companion job. You just have to do the normal stuff. Be a normal person, and you'll get all the normal people. <laughs> like you'll get the guy who's in the adverts for the football, in the World Cup, for the guy whenever I want. I've been for a hundred advert auditions, more than that now. I haven't got one. And there's one guy there. And he was a knob at these auditions, so I'm going off subject now. That's all right. And he's in every, especially now, it's football season. You know when you watch those adverts and there's some twats drinking a beer? Yeah. Like, I am, normal bloke with two normal mates. Whoa, he's going to score a goal! Do you want a beer, mate? Yeah, I'll have a beer. He's one of those guys, and he is in every other football advert guy in the background. If you see him, you reckon, if you tape or do a mashup of all these videos... You'll see him probably earning about hundred grand from different things just for being a really average, normal guy. People want to uh, be told that drinking the amount of beer they drink is normal. So they want a normal-looking guy to do that. It's interesting. They never put um, fat people drinking beer in adverts. They're always skinny no, guys no in one, skinny there's jeans. There's no one fat. No. So it's really normal people. Yeah, do you want to come down to the pub? What are we going to talk about? Football and we're going to drink beer. And also, we're boring twats. Um, <laughs> I think we've gone quite far off topic now. Are you all right? I'm just a bit annoyed. Okay. i tell you what, though. What? Um, someone did put a... Um, someone did post on our Facebook page. Uh, I talked about... Uh, here, uh, monsters, and that we talked about after watching Edge of Dark, Edge of Tomorrow. What's it called? The Tom Cruise one. Yeah. Well, one, well monsters is the the guy who did that did um, Godzilla. Yes. And, Gareth Evans. And after talk- or Edwards, which one is he? One of them did the raid, and the other one did Godzilla. Edwards. One of those. Gareth Edwards. Uh, Bill Boswell's posting our Facebook page. Because uh, I talked about the quality of monsters not being as good. Oh yeah. And there's a film uh, which is like it might have a good monster. You don't really see it called Harbinger Down. That's on there. And there's a, a link to that of a potential monster. But the film Harbinger Down, which is a Kickstarter film, which stars the guy from uh, Lawrence. What's his name from Alien? Lawrence. Alien Two. 
Which guy? The guy who's the alien in Alien 2. The guy who's the alien? Not the alien, the android <laughs> in Alien 2. Oh, the guy who plays Bishop? Yeah. Um, Lance Hendrickson. Yes, bingo. Thank He's you. And the film's called Harbinger Down. Um, and it's on, they're trying to get money on Kickstarter or something. Um, the monster looks quite interesting. What is it? It looks like it's a cross between The Thing and uh, Alien, to be honest. The Thing can be anything, though, can't it? It's just The Thing. That's a, that was a great monster. Brilliant monster. Even the monsters in The Thing are probably some of the best monsters ever. The upside-down head monster. Yeah. Terrifying stuff. Why isn't there a monster as good as the, the 70s and 80s monsters? It's the effects, man, I'm telling you. It's... it's uh... It's scarier the fact that it's sort of real and shonky and therefore creepy. Pixels aren't scary. It's all pixels, mirrors and all that bullshit. I've been swearing quite a lot. You have. You've really gotten down since I was talking about Karen Gillan's career. I mean, to be honest, I don't think you'd gone up for things opposite each other quite as much as you clearly must have done. I don't go up for things. Okay. Okay. I just go and watch films, come round here. Yeah. Sit in the room. I think you're being a bit of a downer now. Talk about films. I mean, even sort of... I think you're becoming so down now, you're even sort of off-brand. You're off your own brand. What do you do, then? <laughs> what do you mean? In real life. <laughs> in real life? That's none of our listeners' business. <laughs> yeah, it's none of your business, so don't you try interfering. I mean, I've gone mental in this episode. I've gone mental. <laughs> I didn't even feel that mental when I came round, which is a worrying thing. Are you dehydrated? I've not offered you coffee this time, I've noticed. No, I had a coffee before it came round. Maybe I'm dehydrated. Oh. Basically what's happened is, I've got builders uh, next door taking the roof off. I've just moved into this new place, which is my old plate house they're building in for a year. Yeah. And I've been in the new place a month and taking the roof off next door. And I'm doing this football World Cup show after about half past five in the morning. Oh, blimey. And I come back home and I can't sleep because the builders are there. This is why the builders have done this to me. You're going slightly crazy. This would be the horror film. Like in the film Oculus. Yeah, but you call the film Constant Builders. <laughs> There's a guy, i.e. me, and he hasn't got any work, so he has to spend a lot of time at home, and he can't ever relax because wherever he goes, there's builders. It's a bit like The Shining, but instead of a little boy with a trike, you've got builders. Yeah, and as soon as he tries to get to sleep... Like nightmare, it's not nightmare on Elm Street, but the other way around. The builder starts banging or shouting something in Polish, and so he just kills all the builders and then can't stop. He kills everyone. He kills every single builder. No buildings. He goes out. He kills every single builder. So everyone is too scared to start building. The houses fall down. People uh, <laughs> become homeless. The whole society breaks down because of this guy didn't get any sleep because of the builders. The constant builder. And then the twist at the end is. There were no builders, it was all in his head, and he's just killed everyone. It was all just in the mirror. In the, yeah, in the Oculus, in the hole at the top of a geodesic dome. Not geodesic. Well, we got there, we got to some sort of, um, some sort of meaning, didn't we, to this podcast in the end? Did we? (laughs) That must have passed me by. Um, yeah, I think Oculus is probably worth a six, five or six. Okay. It's, it's fun, but it's, it's... Not that ambitious, to be honest. It's just sort of well done. It's a, It doesn't even feel like a telly movie, you know? It feels like a... I don't know what it is. It's odd. Talking of odd, this is the end of the podcast. <laughs> that is odd. 
Hey, keep watching the films. Bye. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.